season to bathtub Ohio bathtub season to best friends no clothing confusing bathtub season So, Austin, one thing I've thought about a lot this week that I think we need to discuss at some point, and I hadn't considered it when we started this show, is if we get popular enough, people are going to expect us to do live shows. And I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> I'm also not sure how that would work. That's like a normal progression once you hit a certain step in podcasting, I think, is you do like a tour or at least local live shows. And do we just... How? <laughs> um, because I I am I'm butt ass naked right now, in a bathtub with water, and there's there's two parts of that that we can't do live on stage. That's not entirely true. Why? Sorry, your call was telling me to add video. I I can currently see your video. Now I can't. See, <laughs> that's what that's what's going on. I mean, we can't have that in a live setting. <laughs> I I think... I thought maybe, especially for touring, because I was like, oh, if we just do it in Ohio, then maybe we can buy, like, some big Tupperware, you know, containers, and we sit in those and just act like we're in a tub or, you know, buy a cheap outdoor bathtub and use that. But if we're you know, going across the country or the world, we can't take that with us. So my thought was, if we ever get to this point, oh, this is, like positive vibes out in the world we haven't even put these out for people to listen to as the time of this recording but you know you got to think these things through i was thinking we could just have robes on and then have some little tubs and we put our feet in water so we're still technically bathing and still kind of in the nude but covered we could do the foot bath thing i mean i've seen bands tour the country with fucking like organs from the 70s i feel like we could get some bathtubs going around the country and yeah but that costs money it i own a van we just need one more of those you can't drive a van to london um you can buy a bathtub in london true if we have any listeners in london right now and you just want to get prepped for your bathtub season world tour 2027 then just let us know and we can start prepping. We can figure this out. This is conceivable. We'll find a way. I'm, I'm more concerned with how we do a show that is episodic about another show on a tour. See, I think the normal thing to do is just do it slightly different. Like the Adventure Zone, instead of doing their current season, they do one-offs. Or The Greatest Generation will do it about a movie. And so I think we could do something similar. Like, we pick a weird movie or something. Fair enough. We could do a movie. We could also do, like, a fucking after-school special kind of thing. Yeah, if made-for-TV kind of thing. That could be cool. Yeah, or if we can find a handful of anthology shows that only lasted for one season. Or, like, a mini-series that was designed to be just one season, and each stop of the tour, we do one of the episodes. All right, all right. We could we could work this yeah. out. We'll figure out the bathtub thing. I got creative ideas I've on just, that. That's been bothering me. <laughs> And I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> we can do this. But hey, everybody, this is bathtub season. <laughs> and I'm Corey. 
And I'm Austin, who is going to figure out the logistics to Corey's high hopes. You know, you got some training on that because of just this whole podcast. It's true. The whole basis of this podcast. I texted you, I think, at one in the morning a few months ago, like, dude, I have the wildest idea. Let's do it. <laughs> and I'm immediately like, I can figure out how to record in a bathtub. Yeah, we, as we discussed in previous episodes, yours is much more technical and thought out. While I just have a board over my lap and water with live electronics. I have all the same elements, just elevated. I mean, mine's elevated like two inches from the water. It's fair. It's, <laughs> it's not in the water. I feel like you need another inch, but it'll be fine. I need some podcasting fluid for this. Tonight I have Brewdog's Elvis AF. How is the non-alcoholic Elvis? Weak. This is the second alcohol-free Brewdog I've had. I just took a sip. This is hoppy grapefruit, and it needs some more pungency. It, it tastes like the seltzer of beer. The thought's there, the full flavor isn't. That's unfortunate. I really like the the normal alcoholic Elvis juice, and it is a little more punchy and pungent. So, hmm. what's in your bath, though? I hate soup. It's the wettest of foods. My sack soup seasoning of the night is another holiday one. I bought a big box of them. It is, it's the thought that counts. Scented bath fizz, candy cane, 150 grams. <coughs> Just reading off the front of the package. And because I got real pruney last time, I put two in. Mm. And it's made my water very pink. Lovely. What are you rocking? So I have Mr. Bubble Original. Original? as opposed to Mr. Bubble After Dark. I wish that's what they called it. I don't remember what the other varieties are, but I know that there are like three different colored bottles of Mr. Bubble, and I have the original pink one. Oh, this is a bottle situation. Mine's a bath bomb. Yeah, this one's not a bomb. This is straight bubble bath. How is it? It's lovely. I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Mr. Bubble. What does it smell like? I don't notice the smell right now, but if I remember right, it's kind of bubble gummy. Wait, so you don't smell anything right now? No. Mm, that's a little concerning, but we can deal with that later. <laughs> that's what I am, uh, I am sitting in, in regards to what I am putting in myself. I have a blueberry margarita. Oh, I'm a big fan of margaritas. Yeah, I, uh, I grabbed a bottle from Aldi today. I was at Aldi yesterday. Solid. Wait, so it's a premix. It's not, it's not something you put together. No, it is, it is a premix in this case. With the alcohol, or is it like a flavor situation that you add your own tequila to? Nope, alcohol's already in it. Okay. It was like 14 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. German tequila. <laughs> yes, German tequila. That sounds like a band. <laughs> I have two pre-rolls of E85 for our green friends. I don't know what that is, because weed makes me really paranoid and dizzy and vomity. So, I... I've always wanted to be green friendly, but my body doesn't. That's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll figure it out. I'm gonna edit this out, but I apologize in advance. My live drops are sloppy because for some reason when it exported, it extended the files on the front and back, but the beef of it's there when we need them. I think you need to leave it in so people hear about your sloppy beef on your porn-filled computer. Well, maybe. Sloppy beef on your porn-filled computer. Sloppy beef. Sloppy beef on your porn-filled computer. Sloppy beef. 
so let's just let's just jump right in to season one, episode five. Arthur needs space. Doom, doom, doom. And we start in a very '90s Spider-Man vibey newspaper printing room. That's immediately what I thought. This starts rolling. We see the papers rolling. It's got the superhero music underneath it. I was like, man, this is some like old Spider-Man shit, and I'm here for it. Except it's not a newspaper printing factory or shop or whatever. It is a smut printing shop. It is porno. We are seeing Peekaboom be printed. For men. Yes, for men. Women are not allowed to join women. Right. Their four women one is, is next door. The headline is Office Politics, and the secondary headline is Plus Dirty Little Secrets. I couldn't read anything other than that. Yeah, I tried to read more of it, but looking at it, it really didn't, again, seem like they hid any good content in the actual cover of this. So. I think they probably did, but I couldn't tell. Found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir! How about you? Not a thing, sir! What about you guys? We ain't found shit! So what happens here is Captain Liberty kicks down the door and kills the power to all the presses with a very convenient off-lever to her right. Mm -hmm. We learn that she was trying to stop an issue of this magazine from getting released because it contains leaked photos of her. However, that issue has already been printed and left the shops. Yeah, which doesn't make sense later, but it's fine. I agree. There are <laughs> several things in this episode that I feel that way about, but... Yes. Then that's about it. She has a short conversation. They're like, oh, you're here for your picks? Those went out yesterday. And she's like, really? And they're like, yep. And then we get opening sequence. We then cut to a coffee shop, but not the normal cafe, which I thought was interesting. I also noted that. We see the tick getting a coffee with the most comically large, absurd mountain of whipped cream on top. I didn't even notice that. You didn't? That's what the scene opens. It's full frame of whipped cream. Full framed whipped cream. No, that can't be right because I have that Arthur's ordering coffee and while he's waiting for his coffee, that's when the plot starts to progress. I think you need to rewatch it. There's a big, that, unless we watched it from different crackles, that's how it opens, so. Twitter, if you're not still shit, or if you've gotten better, I should say, let us know. It does open with a big thing of whipped cream, though, and Arthur orders a grande drip, which is my normal order. Light roast, though, he didn't specify. So wait, why does he have a giant thing of whipped cream if he's ordering a grande drip? No, Arthur orders a grande drip, but the tick is getting a cup of coffee, but it's just covered in a mountain of whipped cream. Oh, okay. I, I follow now. I still somehow missed the coffee with whipped cream, but I'm <laughs> okay. on the same page now. I thought you were saying that Arthur was no, ordering No, Arthur ordered a black coffee. Yes. Okay. So yes, Arthur orders his coffee. The tick apparently has a bunch of whipped cream. Arthur notices a woman that he attended high school with, Stacy Waxman. Yeah, and he says, oh my God. And the tick looks at him and said, what is it, chum? Realize the vastness of the universe? <laughs> Which I had highlighted at the start as a possible favorite line, but there's a definite 1,000% favorite line. I'm not even debating it, so I'm going to go ahead and just say all the other ones I thought maybe. Fair enough. I have two possible favorite lines I will pick as we get there. But yeah, I did, I did like that line. Because <laughs> like I love the thought that like he recognized Arthur just staring off into space and saying, oh my God. 
and then the tick is like that's his first thought so the, this has happened to the tick before basically <laughs> which is big thinking for the tick who wow is he on one this episode yeah he is on one but he sees stacy waxman and the tick goes on his own little tangent he's like the waxman warming his friends what does it say the waxman burning his fiendish candle at both ends so he thinks that the stacy lady is a man named the waxman who is an evil villain yes i do feel like you're correct on that especially after hearing you say it i, I don't know that i fully put together that that was his full understanding of her but i, I think you're right yeah i had to rewind it a few times and he refers to stacy as she but whenever he refers to her as the waxman he uses he pronouns, so I'm guessing he thinks she's secretly a man who's the wax man. And he goes back and forth between waxman and wax man. He does. But Stacy comes over and talks to him. Yes. Arthur is embarrassed to be seen in his costume by this attractive woman that was out of his league in high school and, and realistically still is. She, however, is impressed. Yeah, she's digging him. She likes the superhero thing. He perks up immediately when he realizes that and he introduces Stacy and the Tick. Stacy Waxman, I went to high school with your partner. Yes, you did, and not a moment too soon. <laughs> and what? That one highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a fantastic line. <laughs> I had to write that down. I'm like, what? What? What did you just say in response to this? That's even absurd for the Tick, and it's hilarious. Right. <laughs> oh dear, there's water dripping out of my notebook somehow. I don't know how it got inside of it. The outside's dry, and it's paper. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Stacy asks Arthur on a date, and Arthur is like, well, I'll have to change for that. And she's like, don't. Leave the costume on. She is into this. She is. Very much so. And then weird, weird cut, because she asks him to dinner, and then we cut to late at night on a rooftop with the ticket. Arthur eating hot dogs with Batman well. This is true. <laughs> I do want to highlight the transition of this scene, though, because it's a it's a joke they've used before, but I tend to enjoy it. Stacy says, after she tells Arthur not to change his costume, dinner with a superhero, who wouldn't want to be me tonight? And the tick begins naming villains as they presumably wouldn't want to be around a superhero. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, so he's just like... Well, Zordox, for one, Kid Psycho... The A-hole. And that's where the scene ends. Yeah. <laughs> the scene ends with the A-hole. I had it written down that I love that there's a superhero called the A-hole. And then we come onto the roof where we first see Tick and Arthur standing, and Tick is still naming villains. Eyebrows Mulligan. Boils Brown. And of course, uh, Zipperneck. <laughs> Zipperneck. Yeah, so it, the, the assumption is that he's been saying it for hours, just listing off all the superheroes he knows. And that is when we see that... Batman well is, yes, grilling hot dogs. On a rooftop at night, which is something they've never done before, and they act like it's totally normal, and Arthur was supposed to go to dinner, so I guess the assumption was it's just a different night. I'm so, I was very confused. Did you write down the line about Stacy's size? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't write it down. So Arthur is kind of talking to Tick, kind of talking to himself, just like blown away by this whole Stacy thing, and he says, Stacy Waxman is big. Very, very big. And it sounds like he said this before, because the tick responds, Forgive me, Arthur, but I found her proportions to be rather normal. When does she grow to these uh, gargantuan dimensions? Is it when she's uh, angry or attacked or confused? <laughs> like, like she's the Hulk. And in his mind, she's this waxman, wax man is the Hulk. 
But Arthur's kind of pissed because he's just now realizing that she's only into him because of the costume, presumably. Uh, but Batman Well is saying, lean into it, man. And I'm, I agree with Batman Well on pretty much everything this whole episode. There's one line that I'm like, yeah, it's, a, it's iffy. But Batman was like, dude, just lean into it. You're a superhero. People are going to like you for it, whatever. And I'm, I agree. Like, that's what you are. That's your job. People like bankers. They're turned on by construction workers. And they're not, I mean, there might be a little bit of like, yeah, I, would, I hope you like me too beyond that. But like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah, I agree. I understand Arthur's conflict fully. But, but I do too, but to a point. Right, I, I agree with Pat Manuel, and I love the way he makes his points in this scene because he's, he's encouraging him not to take off the suit. He's, you know, like you said, lean into it, it's all good. And Arthur's like, you think she's only talking to me because of the soup? Soup? Suit? No soup for you! Fuck me. Maybe she's into soup too, and you can get some <laughs> freaky stuff. You got a soup? Wait, shit, I said it wrong, too. You got suits on and some soup in bed. Who knows what's going to happen? You're going to make a mess. This is what happens with margaritas and weed, kid. So Arthur says, you think she's only talking to me because of my suit. I am only talking to you because of the suit. I am only talking to you because of the suit. It sucks, but it's true. Batman well wouldn't be hanging out with Arthur if he wasn't a superhero. That's just the, like, maybe after if he decided to stop becoming one, but, like, that's the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> this is another episode where Arthur has a bizarrely extreme reaction to something. Last episode, it was the Tick finding a wife, and he goes on a rampage about that, and this time it's because a girl might want to have sex with him because he has a superhero suit on, and he goes on a rage about that. Arthur, you need some help. You know, he's a bit neurotic to have been as judgmental as he was a friendly fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we... Uh, we basically end with Batman well going, Then my friend, wear the suit. Wear two suits. You didn't even have the line that I wrote down. He asks if Bat if Arthur's suit has a fly on it, and Arthur replies no. So his suit doesn't have... How does he pee? So it's funny you say that because I actually... That is the next line that I, I don't have cut as a clip, but I do have written down, is that Batman well encourages Arthur to use the suit, never take it off even. And then he says, it has a fly, no. Arthur says, no. Batman well rolls his eyes. We are on the same page. And then... Captain... Janet. Drops in. Yeah. And we find out that she actually really digs the pictures. She's totally cool with the pictures themselves. She's got no problem with that. She's really just worried about the leak because she works for the feds and is worried about repercussions with that and that she doesn't like that she doesn't look like she did when the pictures were taken. So I was worried, I know I said it last week in the episode end about how this episode would deal with uh, leaked photos of a woman naked and this being released 22 years ago. But almost every part of it was super well done and handled. And that was another thing. She's like, no, I love these pictures. They look great. I just don't want to lose my job. And I don't look exactly like that anymore. And I was like, that's fantastic. Go, go Captain Liberty. <laughs> that's true. That was good. And that was the point of the scene, really. There was a line at the beginning that I didn't love, but I'm going to bring it up just because... I have a point I want to make later that this this kind of reaction ties into. When Captain Liberty drops in, she says, you know, once the government sees those photos, I'm going to be Captain Syria. And Batman well responds, what's the problem? They don't like bosoms in Syria? And there's a back and forth that they have about the photos where she's very upset and he's the one that says, 
you know, what's what's this really about? What's the deal? And that's when she, you know, reveals that she's worried about the photos affecting her relationship with the employer and that she does actually like the photos and that's not the problem, like you said. I totally missed that. So, like, the country Syria? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious what you bring up later because I missed this whole line of thought. She makes the point she's supposed to be a symbol of what's good and right and uh, says, they were mad enough when I went into detox. They're sure as hell not going to love this. Randomly, the tick starts yelling at somebody on the street. Yep. Which I thought was going to be a gag that paid off later. It's not. I mean, he does it again later, but we never find... <laughs> it's just a weird thing he's doing. Yep. But Batman well promises to help her get rid of them because he understands the fallen honor of a woman, and she's very surprised in a pleasant way by this. Yes. The other thing that I want to just... I want to make another note of here is Captain Liberty, in this discussion, makes a reference to Wonder Woman. Oh, I missed that. So we now know the Hulk and Wonder Woman exist in this universe. She makes a reference to Wonder Woman almost as if they know each other, probably. That's fantastic. How did I miss that? So DC Universe? Tick is DC? This is the same universe? I, I'm, I think. Tick is not DC. He's in the universe. Whatever he's doing. <laughs> but the Hulk is Marvel, so Man. I guess we got... This is the multiverse. This is the true multiverse. Yeah. The people are craving. This is the big crossover. We have the tick as Tony Stark. The apocalypse cow as Thanos. I'm liking where this is going. I'm into this. We got CL and Wonder Woman teaming up. Yep. Batman will having a weird thing with Batman. They become lovers. Uh, but then halfway through, the actor for Batman changes and Batman will is conflicted about it. But they still fuck. Why not? <laughs> uh, going back to the episode, I thought it was great. Batman well refers to Captain Liberty's naked pictures as people seeing her national monuments. And I love that, and I'm going to use that as reference to those particular things now going forward. Together we shall see that no eyes lay rest on your national monuments. I... Support that. I also apologize because while my points about Batman well were correct and partially in the correct location, the line about wearing two suits was not. That comes at the end here. Arthur is saying that he feels dishonest wearing the suit to his date if that's the only reason she's interested. Yeah, it, this is the thing that he keeps coming back to and he keeps getting stuck on, which I, I, I get it, but like go on the date and see if it fucking goes anywhere. You barely know each other. It's been how many years? Right, and and then Batman was like, how long has it been? And Arthur's like, it's, it's been a while. Yep. So like, dude... Go get your dick wet. Like, everyone everyone needs that from time to time. Yep, it's right when Arthur says, long enough, that Batman well says, then, my friend, wear the suit. Wear, wear two suits. Wear the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Tick comes back to the group, and he says, this is so exciting, Arthur. When do we pick her up? Arthur says, <laughs> we? And that is part of the conflict for the rest of the episode. We move to the next scene, Arthur's apartment. We instantly kick it off with some more nautical references by the tick, wait. Boatman himself. Wait, wait, wait. Was there a nautical reference when he's flossing? Uh, maybe not at when he's flossing, but at some point in this scene, he looks at, I have it written down as the first thing in, in the scene that I had any notes on. Okay. He says to Arthur that it's gonna be a whale of a time. Ahoy, matey. And I, yes. I thought that's what you were referencing. I do have that. That comes later. Unfortunately, we have to have a discussion about something that you apparently didn't notice. Okay. The opening of this scene is 
fucking bizarre. I remember him flossing. So I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but when I was re-watching it, I couldn't stop watching it. The scene starts with Ar Arthur flossing and the tick over his shoulder, you know, watching. And by the way, we mean like flossing your teeth, not like the hip Fortnite dance. I, you know, I didn't think I had to say that. The show was from 2001, but here we are. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I know. So whatever line the tick said, and I, this was why I thought you might've caught it because you caught it in the very first episode on the pilot. Whatever line the tick said in filming was cut short and was not what was there audio wise. Oh, I caught some of this later that there was some ADR, but I didn't catch it in this scene. So the scene becomes incredibly awkward once you notice that something's off because Arthur says, okay, Tick, wish me luck. And the Tick says, okay, good. Ugh. He doesn't even get luck out. And it sounds like he just trails off. But the line he originally said was longer. His mouth keeps moving. <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. I'll have to go back and watch that. Not to mention, his eyes are closed, and he's already speaking very softly when he delivers this line. That's so weird. The whole thing feels so strange and uncomfortable. And then the same thing, Arthur was clearly reacting to whatever Patrick Warburton actually said in the scene because he looks back at the tick and kind of chuckles before walking away. And it's like... Your friend looks like he's malfunctioning. He just failed to fully say good luck. Like, chuckling and walking away is not the correct response here. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So, yeah, that, that caught me. That tore me, like, just into this rabbit hole for a minute. But that's it. That's what I got. Yeah, we'll have to find a clip of that and share it. Absolutely, absolutely. Arthur goes to leave, tells the tick, don't wait up. He continues to follow Arthur out the door. Which is really funny to think about that he makes a point of saying that because I can imagine that he's had issues before with not specifically telling the tick this. <laughs> the tick is just like standing at the door wide awake when he gets home from something. You know, I didn't think about that, but I could absolutely imagine that. I love that image <laughs> you just put in my head. <laughs> the tick is trying to go along with him and Arthur's like pushing back. Oh, you know, we're a duo. We do everything together. And Arthur's like, we are a duo when we buy slacks together. And when we bobsled together, which two things, where are they bobsledding? And why is the tick buying slacks when he literally wears nothing other than his suit, even in his vacation photos with his non-wife? Well, I mean, those were photoshopped, so. But he didn't question him not wearing, I mean, I guess he wouldn't. But up to this point, we don't see the tick wearing anything but his super suit. He's the only one who has been in that the entire time. This is true. Arthur tells the tick, the things they do as a duo, slacks and bobsledding and crime fighting. The things they apparently don't do as a duo go on Arthur's dates with girls. But that doesn't go the way that Arthur wants it to. Tick doesn't understand that he's saying they don't do that as a duo and he does that solo. Tick says, Trio. <laughs> so he's looking at a menage a trois situation if he knew what that was. Oh boy, we're getting to that. I do want to ask, is your favorite line from this scene? Nope. Mine may be. Let's go on. We cut then to the date. Arthur is eating the blandest, plainest plate of white Alfredo noodles I have ever seen. There is not a speck of parsley, no chicken, 
no shrimp, just white gravy looking stuff slopped on top of plain overcooked fettuccine. I viewed the opening of this scene a little bit differently than you, so I'm excited to discuss this briefly. But before we go to that, I do want to say that the way the scene before ended was with Arthur giving Tick a key to the apartment. Oh my gosh, yes, I forgot about that. Arthur very directly tells Tick that he needs time away from him to be alone with Stacy. Tick seems unable to comprehend this or is at least devastatingly upset by it. And Arthur, you know, trying to turn the moment around, I think, and also, you know, make progress with things, creates a moment in the hallway, gives Tick the key to their apartment. Such a fucking beautiful Tick moment again. He's so grateful for the thoughtful gift from Arthur. He says, Arthur, I haven't gotten you anything. And then he looks down at the key and offers it to Arthur. For you, my friend. <laughs> That's his gift. Keep the key. <laughs> That's when we go to the restaurant. Now, you mentioned how bland Arthur's plate was, but what I saw when I saw this scene, so the whole thing opens with a close-up of Stacy's plate. Stacy's plate looks mostly uneaten. It has a fork on it, the knife looks untouched, it looks like some meat's been removed from this bone, but it looks mostly uneaten. She's not currently eating, she's holding her glass of wine, which is full, like it's quite full. Then we go to Stacy's point of view, and Arthur is actively eating, and the way I saw it, I didn't notice so much what he was eating, but it looked like he was halfway through the fucking meal. I didn't pick up on that. His wine glass is also full though. So it felt like it was the beginning of the date in a lot of ways, but Arthur makes me question that or he's just neurotically speed eating. I didn't catch that particular thing, but it kind of makes sense. Stacy's asking lots of questions, not getting a lot of answers, but it is very obvious that she wants a piece of this Arthur. She is into him. So yes. from a point of view of an awkward person on a date with a lady who really wants him, I, it makes sense. She doesn't care about dinner. She cares about dessert. He is not picking up on these signals and is just having a nice meal. Is he having a nice meal though? Because he is he is up against that kitchen door and getting hit in the back. <laughs> you know, I think... I, I could imagine that's just what Arthur imagines a normal night at dinner is, because I, I could see most of his dinners going that way. They are at a fancy-ass restaurant, and he is just taking a door to the back all night. <laughs> Multiple times. And that's pretty much the scene. We cut to Batman, Will, and CL. They're on a stakeout. In a car. Batman, Will has a super cool pink car. This mm -hmm. is like 50s era. I don't... I'm not good with that era cars. I'm good with 70s and newer cars, but not anything that old. But this is a cool, sparkly pink convertible, billion miles long, and it is just cool. As soon as the scene cut, I was like, wait, is this Batman Wells car? Or is this CL's car? And Batman Wells driving. It is a cool car. Is it not the same convertible that they're driving around with the Immortal? Oh my gosh, I think you're right, but in this different lighting, because that was all harsh street lighting. This is like moody alleyway lighting. It looked totally different, but you're right, it is. It looked corny then. It looks cool as hell in this scene. For sure. I don't know if you have too much for this scene. I actually marked it as kind of being a throwaway, mostly there to foreshadow. My one iffy line that said this whole episode is in this scene. CL's like, Batman, well, what are you really up to here helping me out? And he says, Batman, well, is a jealous ex-lover. If he cannot see you naked, nobody can. Yeah. 
not the worst thing to say, but also kind of creepy. And then immediately afterward, Captain Liberty basically says the exact same thing. She says, I don't know if that's romantic or super creepy. So <laughs> they, you know, they recognized it immediately. It's actually this line that I wanted to come back to, which is why I brought up the serial line, is this response from Batman well feels very on brand for Batman well. Yep. However, it does not track with their previous conversation. The way that he was responding to Captain Liberty being upset and the questions he was asking and, and whatnot, like, yes, he jumped to help her, but it really doesn't align with how he was reacting prior to knowing that the magazines weren't on the streets yet. See, I don't really see an issue with that. I see that more as, you know, him just trying to, like, play it cool around everybody. And then when he's, you know, just him and one of his best friends being a little bit more open. Because that's really how the question is asked to him. It's like, why are you really here? Like, you were acting very Batman well before, but what's the real reason? Like, but you then you did something surprising, which was weird. What's going on? They're kind of best friends, ex-lovers, but also kind of best friends. And I just saw it as like him just being open. Maybe I just feel like there would have been more of an initial reaction, even if he did stifle it to not come off Batman Wellian. But he reacts so very quickly, acting like, hey, what's the big deal kind of thing. So it just, it, it, it feels a little disconnected to me. Yeah, I can see that. But that's where the scene ends. We then cut to Arthur and Stacy outside of Arthur's apartment. Arthur asks for another date. She is in. Yep. And then they go in for a kiss, and when they're about to touch lips, Arthur turns his head and walks away. Yep. <laughs> Which was weird. He nervously chuckles and waves to Stacy, who still has her eyes closed at this point, expecting lips, and he just walks away. Oh my gosh, there's a firefly in here with me. Sorry, it almost landed on me. That was terrifying. Sounds like good luck. And then she's like, what are you doing? This is your apartment. <laughs> So I read that as he's had bad date ends before and his gut reaction is to just wave and walk away. Yeah. At the same time, she was a thousand percent clearly leaning in for a kiss and he could see that. It's not like he was like, hey, am I reading the signals wrong? Yeah, no, 100%. So it was weird. <laughs> his reaction to Bale was, again, I get it. They were making a point of his character and how neurotic he is and how you know, everything. But he asked for another date that was reciprocated. He went for a kiss that was reciprocated, like, and he, and he walked away. But yes, she calls him back, tells him it's his apartment. He says, I guess I can still go for the kiss. Fairly smooth, but also you shouldn't be in this position, bud. <laughs> this is something you've created. And she says, A kiss from a superhero? We can start there. Again, clearly fucking into it. Yeah, she wants that, that moth dick. You know, I just had a thought. I don't know what a moth dick looks like, and I, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I would avoid Googling that one, bud. Yeah, might be I'm put on some lists at that point, but, you know, maybe the good kind of lists. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, then we have another quick cut back to the car with CL and Batman Well. Batman Well finishes a big gulp and has to piss. He goes behind some bushes but is facing out, which I have never, ever done while peeing outside. You always face away. But he's facing the road. I mean, he's he's behind the bush from the waist down. You're gonna like piss into nothing. You're gonna water the plants. Yeah, but face the bush, but with your back to everybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
it just seemed weird to me. Uh, but while he's peeing, CL's like, come on, get, get back, get back. The, the delivery truck is leaving now. And he's like, well, I'm still peeing and they miss it. But this is what I was referring to earlier. They said that the newspapers already went out. It was yesterday's copy. That's, uh, you're correct. It doesn't make sense why they would still be on this truck, what this truck was doing, if it was just driving around the city for the last 24 hours. Yeah, because if, if it was printed the day before, it would have gone out that morning. I don't know. I think this was bad writing. I think they wanted this scene and didn't know how to unwrite their fuck up. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. As soon as the bat dick comes out, the smut truck passes and they miss their opportunity. I hate when that happens. And then we go to Arthur's apartment where Arthur and Stacy are on the couch about to get to kissing when Tick bursts in the door. Tick! He says a whole bunch that I didn't understand. Oh, you're talking about when he first comes in the door. Yes. Like I said, I watched it like 10 times with closed captions on. I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about some hardwood. Okay, so. It sounded like he was referring to pooping at some point, but I'm not sure. And I think he refers to his dick as the incredible Mr. Schlang. <laughs> oh my God, I love that explanation so much better, but I do know what he's talking about. I unfortunately don't have the line. I actually thought that you might have it, but this is even better. The tick is coming in and he's holding the key, which he used for the first time and he's talking about the key. Oh. I don't know exactly what he says, but he's talking about the door and inserting the key into the door, and he refers to it as whatever, whatever incredible schlag, the key brand that's on the key. Oh. He enters, felling the mass of oak with nary a timber and bowels with a new respect to his little ally, the incredible Mr. Schlage. That makes so much more sense. I thought he was walking out of a bathroom. He's walking <laughs> into the apartment. Okay, that's why I was confused. That is incredible. That makes so much more sense. The tick then, after saying a very reasonable line apparently, uh, he sits very awkwardly close to Stacy and Arthur on this couch, which looks more like a love seat and gets in close and starts talking to them, saying really awkward things. And Arthur looks at him and is like, hey, can I talk to you now in the bedroom? Like basically like, you're, you're harsh in my vibe, man. If you're edge cause I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Cause if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. Well, and it's perfectly understandable that Arthur would feel that way. Not only because yeah. the tick has busted in on his date, not been able to read the room and sat on the couch with them next to Stacy. But when Arthur defeatedly says, Tick, you remember Stacy? His response is, well, of course, yes. I heard tell that Arthur was such a horse's patootie in high school that you wouldn't give him the time of day, you time hoarding wench. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't understand social cues. Tick is fucking unhinged this episode, dude. <laughs> but you know what is... Also unhinged is when Arthur and the Tick then get up to go talk in the bedroom. Yep. The actor playing Arthur totally has a boner. Uh oh. Boner alert. Full on. You, it, you, it, nothing's hiding in that spandex. Did you catch that? So I completely missed that. I was a little too focused on the fact that they went to have a private conversation in the bedroom. And the bedroom is maybe 10 feet away from Stacy on the couch, definitely with an earshot. And the door is not closed. 
I think that's more for the filmography of it, but that is a wild thing. You would think to close it. I didn't even think about that because all I was thinking about was that Johnson. Mm. Corey's thirsty. Yeah, full, full stand. But, <laughs> so Arthur's like, dude, what are you doing? And the Tick is like, oh, just making conversation. Arthur demands that Tick leave because Stacy wants to sleep with him. Tick says, really? She seems wide awake. Then he says, Tick, you know what I mean. Do it. Then Tick says, We're all doing it, chum. That's what we do. We do it. Do what? Therein lies the mystery. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you because it's such a good line, but that is 100% my favorite line from that's, the whole episode. That's the one? That's the one you went <laughs> that's for? That's the one. <laughs> that's a good one. That was actually not one of my two, but that's a good one. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> We're all doing it, Jim. That's what we do. We do it. Do what? Therein lies the mystery. <laughs> it's so mysterious, but nonsense, but deep at the same time. And he goes on these, like, just repetitive rants a couple times in this episode. So we, we learn that the tick doesn't know what sex is. Yeah. Arthur says, I mean have sex, when he keeps responding like this. And Arthur leaves the bedroom, slams the door, leaving Tick inside, which feels like the opposite of what he wants. He was telling the Tick to leave, and he's now shut him in a room inside of the apartment he doesn't want him in. Regardless, the whole time Stacy's been in the background preparing to leave, and the scene ends focused on Tick, alone in the bedroom, and he says, sex, huh, that sounds familiar. No, actually it doesn't. Couldn't have put it better myself. That was way better notes than I had. <laughs> Uh, then we go to the diner booth. The regular diner. Yes. Captain Liberty and Batman well enter, joining Tick and Arthur who are already there. Captain Liberty's saying, don't talk to me to Batman well. Uh, thanks to you, my picture's gonna be in every dorm room in the country. And then Tick has another great line. I say, well done. I say, let tomorrow's white collar criminal stare well into the teats of justice. Yep. Batman well asks Arthur about his date. Arthur says... Thanks to the tick, she went home annoyed at 10 p.m. 10.04, chum. Remember, I was playing shout out the time. Here's my summary of the unseen part of the scene before. Arthur attempted to salvage the date and might have been successful, but tick remained in the bedroom and at some point began shouting out the time. He may not have been in the bedroom. He may have returned to the living room and just started shouting it. That's even worse. I'm assuming he's in the bedroom. I like the idea of that better, but I, I wonder... How soon after Arthur shut the door did he begin shouting? How many minutes of this did Arthur and Stacy endure before she left? And did <laughs> Arthur try to stop him? I have questions. I didn't even think about it. I just was like, oh, that's a weird thing for the tick to do. But, you know, as you spill it out, that is a scene I would have loved to have seen. So then Arthur admits the tick might have done him a favor because he feels the super suit gave Stacy expectations that he can't meet. Batman, well, once again, I cannot relate. And then the tick laughs loudly. Oh, wonderful story. <laughs> Seriously, is this dude okay? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> everything, everything tick in this episode, I, I'm fucking concerned. See, I read that more as him just trying to like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, I know what, what, what sex jokes are. Ha, that, 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 I get that. That's how I saw that. 
I read it as him just like he he didn't. I found it strange too, but I also thought it was just a funny joke of it. Like, ha, yeah, I know what that means. Maybe. We are then back at Arthur's apartment and find out the tick can speak French. I also have that note. The tick thinks he's talking to Arthur, trying to, you know, like, yeah, I know what sex is. It's you fighting crime with Stacy behind my back. We also find out that Arthur hasn't taken his suit off in seven days, which is concerning on many levels because we know that Arthur is okay with taking his suit off. He apparently sleeps in it. He also apparently doesn't have a backup. Nope, no backup suits. You know, Batman was like, dude, just leave the suit on. Apparently he does all the time. Yeah, he takes instruction well. Has this been a week? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's been. It was at this point that I paused the episode for something and I looked down and I was like, oh my God, I've only watched 11 minutes of this 22 minute episode. And it's been so long. I have so many notes written down. And now I'm looking at our call and we've been on the phone for an hour. Jesus. Talking about 11 minutes of television. That's insane. But it's fun. It is fun. I think that's pretty much it for that episode. Uh, or episode, not episode. We're only halfway through, kids. Oh my God. The way we talk about this show, you'd think it'd be a movie per week. I know. I'm concerned about the next whatever show we do that's longer. I even, like, consciously this episode tried making notes and not stopping at every little thing. Being like, okay, we need to be faster with this. We gotta, you know, we gotta be quicker with this. These are only 22-minute episodes. What are we gonna do when we get to a full 44-minute show? And then it was at this point, like, I fucked up again. I don't know how this happens. Yep, it's, it's impossible. Basically, we find out that... Tick thinks, like you said, that Arthur is trying to fight crime with Stacy, and Arthur tells the Tick that he's seeing Stacy alone tonight. Then we get Captain Liberty passing a construction site where most of the men are sitting down looking at her pictures. She beats them up and takes their magazines. Yeah, it was a pretty cool song. Like, it was just very, it was pretty generic, like, metal, quote-unquote, in the background, but, like... Is pretty good. I, I wrote that down. I was like, this is pretty, like, badass music to play as she beats up these construction workers. I did note that we see in this scene, she got a centerfold. She did. She got three pages worth for this picture. She did, indeed. Those national monuments are in full view. We then cut to CL's apartment again. We find out it, it's her and Batman. Well, uh, she gets a call. She's got a disciplinary hearing from the government for this incident. Then the tick shows up and Janet and Batman well decide to have the talk with the tick. Yes. I do want to note that when Captain Liberty gets the call about this disciplinary hearing, Batman well says, I'm impressed. I didn't know the Pentagon read peekaboom. <laughs> I liked that. That was good. Yeah, they've got their inside sources, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So they sit down the tick on the couch to have this very important talk with a grown man. Yes. And during this talk, we get the point of view from... Yeah, this was weird. Yeah, we get point of view from Tick's mind. We get literally his comprehension of what's happening here. This is the first time we've ever gotten a peek into literally his brain. His comprehension of this is blah, 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 tick, blah, 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 wine and cheese, blah, 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 love, blah, 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 babies. And then Batman well, blah, 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 condoms, blah, 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 call girl, blah, 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 paternity suit, blah, 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 excellent lawyer. Yeah, which I guess is a callback. It is a callback, um, also a call girl. Yeah. Captain Liberty asks if that's clear to the tick. 
And, uh, you know, it's not. Is what clear to who, when? Tick's got nothing. Tick is still in the dark completely. Then we get a weird scene, which I thought was gonna explain him trying to figure out sex more. Such a strange it, scene. I don't know what was happening. I also thought he was trying to get answers on sex, and I believe that's probably the setup intention of it, is that, you know, he sought out a place that was that said sex, and he was approaching it because sex. Yeah, so what's going on is we see the tick walking down the street saying a bunch of very great lines. I didn't write down any of them, but the, he says some great tick things. And he basically walks up to like a porno store, you know, it says sex and some other things in the window. It's either that or a gay strip club. Was it? I think it might have been, I'm not 100% though. Because they were then, he's talking to three men who at least one is in a fishnet shirt, and is talking to them and annoying them just saying wild tick things. And one of them is, the one in the fishnets, like, does one of the other you want to deal with this? Because this guy's already annoying me. So I didn't know, are they prostitutes? Are they pimps? What What's happening? I don't understand. Okay, so here's how I took this scene. I 100% took this scene as this is a, a gay strip club or adult club or something. These are three gay prostitutes outside of the club. They think that the tick wants to fuck. He thinks that they want to fight crime. He he believes they're superheroes when he approaches them and they're posted up on this street corner to fight crime. The one comments, does one of you want to take him? He's annoying me already. I, I took that as, does one of you want to fuck him? No one wants to fuck him. Tick leaves. He just walks away. Want a date? So for being the inebriated one, you have such a clear vision of what's going on in this episode than I do at all. <laughs> this is the, like the fifth time this has happened. I Maybe, maybe we all need drugs. Maybe I do, at least. It was just a really weird scene, but your explanation makes way more sense. I just, I had no idea what was going on, honestly. But everything you just said makes so much more sense. Yeah, that that, that tracks, that tracks. Okay, now I feel better. I, I do, I feel better inside. Good, good. And out. But good? The bubbles and things? The bath bomb? Yeah, I... I also don't smell it anymore. I didn't really smell it when I put it in. These are like super cheap ones. It's still pink. Fair enough. So we go to Captain Liberty's discretionary hearing. Yes, and there's a general who has a great SM57 mic, which is a weird choice for this situation, but I respect it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Captain Liberty makes an unconvincing claim that she believes the photos were taken by a spy. Well, one thing first, before even that, as the general is basically giving her like a rundown of how horrible this is, what's happened, we find out that she is the symbol of everything that is good in this nation. That's insane. <laughs> sure, sure. I didn't, I didn't write that down, but you're, you're right. You're not wrong. That's, that's in, what? <laughs> what is she doing then? Like, she's just in a diner all the time, hanging out with these three weirdos, making out on rooftops, sleeping with famous superheroes who are very public. It, Kills a man. She's the symbol. She should be like doing speeches and book signings. What is what is this nation we're in, and who is she? Uh, America, and maybe she's not the symbol for all that's good and right, but she's a pretty accurate symbol of America. True, true. So yes, yeah, she claims that a spy took the photos. Batman well intervenes to address the court. With three different arguments, 
which I wrote down the gist of all three, and they're all pretty good. The first one is that America the Beautiful is the national anthem, which is not, but I see where he's going with that. America's Beautiful, have the symbol be a beautiful woman, it works. They, they're they not a big fan of that. Yeah, it does work. I like Batman Wells' response. He says, uh, your national anthem, is it not America the Beautiful? General says no. And he says... That might be a mistake, but it's not for Batman well to judge. <laughs> He's not wrong. I mean, that's a way better national anthem than a song about war. Uh, but I digress. The next argument is, don't we have a Freedom of Information Act, general? And they're not buying that either. Well, that's what allowed him to continue. Oh, I thought he was arguing that because we have a Freedom of Information Act, she could have information out. Yeah, she, he was saying that the Freedom of Information Act, because she's a symbol, I think, is applied to Captain Liberty and the, the lawyer or whatever on the government side, so to speak, objects, and the general actually overrules and Batman, well, you know, says thank you and is allowed to continue speaking. That makes more sense, too. I thought it was just another argument for why she should be set free. But again, I missed something very important. <laughs> so his last argument is we are an open society, are we not? Do we, what are we saying for the symbol of our nation if she can also be open? Pretty good argument. Yes, even if the freedom of information was an argument, it's because I had written down he had three solid arguments. Batman Well is a great character. He is. Every episode, he grows in my mind more and more. I've come to very much enjoy Batman Well. He ends his third, second, whatever, however we want to look at this argument by saying, in fact, it isn't it an insult. She isn't naked right now. That's another good argument. And this is after he's he's taken the position that it's only appropriate for Captain Liberty to be photographed nude. Underpants! So the hearing ends for deliberation, and we see the generals look at the Captain Liberty layout of the magazine sitting in the general's lap, and the scene ends. Yep, we then go to Arthur in the laundromat. Cool opening shot of the camera inside the uh, washer, which we see a lot of, but it struck me, I don't know what it was that was different, but it was just cooler than normal. I mean, they had it fixed to like the engine, the motor, so like it turned with it and it was real quick, so it wasn't like nauseating or overdone. It was just kind of cool. I wrote that down. I back that. He's kind of talking to himself. He's talking to himself into, he's not gonna wear the super suit that night at him and Stacy's date. You know, he wants to see if she's into him or the suit. I didn't even fucking catch that. Yeah, no, he's, he's having like a full conversation. It's not like, it's pretty short, it's a couple lines, but he's he's like, I'm, I'm not gonna wear the suit tonight. I'm not gonna do it. And he's looking at his other clothes he's got hung up that are ready to go. But he looks out the window and sees that Stacy's walking in to this laundromat for some reason. I don't think she even has anything on her. I think she was just walking by and she paused. To oh, talk. Okay. She paused to talk on the phone. That makes more sense. He sees her walking by. He is a little mini freak out, panics, opens up the washer and starts throwing on the super suit. Uh, the lady who works there is like, "You can't, what are you doing? It's not even dry yet. I can lend you a quarter, Sonny. And he's not even paying her any mind and just throws on this sopping wet suit and starts talking to Stacy. Yeah, because Stacy some point notices him and as soon as he wrestles this suit on, you know, she's in front of him. 
Then we jump to Captain Liberty's apartment. Batman, Well, and Captain Liberty are laying on CL's bed, discussing what she'll do if the verdict comes back against her. Badass duvet cover. It's a full American flag. That would be some fucking, if you had that on your bed. That'd be some patriotic sex right there. We've seen this before. The immortal was wrapped in it. You're right. Is it the same one? Oh my God. <laughs> it may be. They're laying there talking about that, and the tick comes up, uh, leans over their faces, and says, Help me. Help me understand what Arthur's thinking, what Arthur's feeling. And Pat Manuel says, Janet, you don't by chance have any hand puppets, do you? Which is a joke, but I think would work way better than anything they try. Perhaps. Then we go back to the laundromat. Stacy's talking to him as he's sopping wet. Yep. And says some things like, Arthur, are you sweating? Like... What's, you're, you don't want to shake my hand and, but it's like, Stacy, do you not see that this man is wearing sopping wet clothes? It's a very obvious thing to see, especially if it's white. You can probably see his dick. And it's unbelievably exaggerated. He's, he is just, he's pouring water off of himself. Though, I don't know if that's exaggerated. Have you ever put on a piece of clothes when it's right out of the washer but hasn't been in the dryer yet? It's like that. That's fair. It is a I whole suit. don't remember why I've done that, but I've done it a few times. A few. Not even just... Anyway. Stacy really wants a hug. Like, she comes up to him. She, she really wants a hug. And Arthur's trying to avoid it. And he says... Stacy, I can't hug you. Why? Because my suit is sopping wet. But that's not the reason. The real reason is that you don't want to hug me at all. All you want to do is hug the suit. But if you want me, you have to want the man inside the suit. Arthur's pretty slick in this scene, for once. Stacy assures Arthur that she does want him. She wants to be the one sopping wet. She does. The suit is just a, <laughs> it's a hot bonus. But she asks, did you think I was that superficial? And this is the po one point Arthur's like, I, I'm not sure what to do. But he says, I am. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird. Like... <laughs> I'm like, that gets an insult. Like, I get what he's trying to say, but in the context of the conversation, it's quite mean. Yeah, not a great response, but somehow it goes over all right. Like, I think he was trying to say, like, I, like, I'm overthinking things. I see superficial things. I'm not liking you because you're hot. I, that's what I think he was going for. Like, I'm just a weird, awkward person. I just see surface level things. I'm bad at reading the signals underneath. Maybe. That's how I read what he was trying to say. It just came out really mean. Yeah, it, it, it came out horrible. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. They make plans to see each other again without the tick interrupting. Stacy hugs Arthur, wringing him like a washcloth, basically. He apologizes, and that's pretty much it. Yep, we then come back to the apartment, Janet's apartment, and the tick is shown, CL's centerfold, and laughs, which is a weird response, but I guess if you've never seen a woman's swimsuit area, you'd be, be like, that's that's not what it looks like down there. Yeah, so I'm, I could be wrong. She does hand him that magazine, but I'm going to assume she handed him not her centerfold. I think you might be right with his line. Yeah, his line is he, he laughs, again, very bully, very heartily, and comments amidst this laughter, this fella has bosoms. Yeah, so I'm guessing you're right. Yeah, I did note that, but it. I think they should have made that clear because you could also read it as the tick sees her as a man. That's it. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. It's also true, that's true. We go to Arthur's apartment. Stacy and Arthur kiss. 
Arthur's wings come out of his suit, and he flies backwards halfway across the room into the bedroom door and says, again. Again. They're both some freaks, I think. For sure. All right. All right, Arthur. You know, not going to yuck any yums. Get that moth boner wet. We then cut to... <laughs> what a strange thing we are doing, Austin. But <laughs> we cut to the, <laughs> the tick walking down the street at night, and he sees... You know, you see it in movies all the time. I don't think I ever saw one in person, but it's like a TV store or electronic store, and there's a bunch of TVs in the front window... And they're all playing the same thing. And this one just happens to be playing a nature documentary about praying mantis sex and how the female eats the male after copulation. And he freaks out. He's like, oh, my gosh, I need to save my friend and runs off. And at this point, I kind of was thinking that's where the episode was going as well. I thought that she might actually be like a supervillain disguise, and that's why she's so into him. And I was like, oh, shit, that's this whole lead-up to the episode. The Tick just accidentally figures it out. That's way too deep for this show. I don't know, because that was like, that would make sense then why they would have this scene, but that I was I thought that might actually be the case, that this, she's secretly a supervillain. But he runs off. We cut back to the hot, kinky session. So I liked a couple of Tick's lines on this one. When he was uh, walking down the street to begin with before he got to the storefront television... He's saying, what is it? Is Arthur doing it? Is it doing Arthur? What does it want? I have a window cracked in here, so it's not super steamy. And it has begun thunderstorming. There is some wind that is crazy, uh, some rain, as it does in thunderstorms, and thunder. Uh, so we've got some spooky ambiance in this cozy bath tonight. Friends. As long as uh, you don't have any lightning, we're good. I am in a bathtub. That's a good point. I didn't think about that till just you now. You know, I've got breakers. Okay. Then at the end of the scene, once he's, you know, uh, witnessed this brief scene of the praying mantis, he says, Oh lordy, the wax man is about to strike. I must save Arthur. So this was one of the times where we specifically have the wax man, not waxman, not Stacy. Yeah, this is the scene where I also noted that it was a little different. Also, I've gotten out of the water and I'm just sitting on the side of the bath for the remainder of this show. Just full disclosure, I want everyone to know that this is for safety reasons. Otherwise, I would always be in the bath for all of these episodes. Fair enough. Now we're at uh, Arthur's apartment and Stacy's standing here with her eyes closed. Arthur's in his tidy whities holding his suit. <laughs> he lays it in Stacy's hands and reveals himself to her. Did you also think he was naked at first? Yes, they definitely framed it that way at first. They frame it like he's fully naked, which I think is a very cut for laughs, very 90s aughts humor in a way where it's like, oh, he's he's the awkward guy because he wears tidy whities and long white socks. Yep, it was tidy whities and white socks, yep. Which now I think more so is shown as like a, a sign of confidence in my mind. If the guy is confident being like that in front of him, that's a that's a manly thing to do. Now you're a man! A man, man, man. Now you're a man! Perhaps I don't wear tidy whities I'm not sure what that says about me, but... It, they're so uncomfortable. I, I got a pair of briefs, like, a year or two ago, just like, you know what, I wore these as a kid. I, I, now I'm a boxer briefs kind of guy. Yep, same. They're the best. It's the best of all worlds. And I got some briefs. I was like, oh, what are, this, what are these like? I think these look good. They're horrible. 
they're the most uncomfortable things. I have a couple of the shorter briefs, not like the brief briefs, they're like tidy whitey cut, but the like shorter boxer brief type because I have a couple like pairs of really short shorts, but yeah, I fucked anything else. Yeah, you got a nut hanging out one side or the other all day long. <laughs> Arthur runs to the bedroom <laughs> for something, leaving Stacy in the living room holding his suit. And it's at that moment that the tick bursts in the door. Yes, of course he does. He says, I'm too late. You've eaten Arthur. He then puts his hands into her mouth and pulls her jaw open and starts screaming into her mouth. We get the POV of this from her mouth, which is now that I'm thinking about it, that's a, I don't know how they got that shot. I'm sure it was like a fake mouth over the microphone, but they did like the, you know, the spacing of it right to where it looked legit. Right. So he's yelling down, like, her throat, like, get out of there, Arthur, you know, that kind of thing. And Arthur's like, I'm right here. And he's like, I know, I'm going to get you out. Not realizing that Arthur's right next to him. I have this a little different, actually. So he's, yes, he's yelling into her mouth. He's yelling, spit him out, spit him out. And Arthur, coming out of the bedroom, and again, his tidy whities interrupts him saying, what are you doing? And he says, hey, quiet, buddy. Can't you see I'm grieving here? No, that's later. At some point, Arthur says something before then, and the tick makes the assumption that it's coming out of her stomach. I don't have it written down what it is, but I have it written down that that happened. Huh, I didn't get that at all. Because, like, at that point, she, you know, freaks out, leaves, and he is just distraught, talking about how his friend's gone. Arthur's talking to him at the same time. The tick's responding, and then... Arthur puts the suit back on. He's like, oh my God, you're the you're, you're Arthur. So he didn't recognize him without a suit on. Yeah, this was, an, this was another weird scene. Because like I said, he yells at Arthur, says, I'm, I'm grieving here. And then the tick yells Arthur into Stacy's mouth. And Arthur yells, but I'm Arthur. And the tick yells, shut up. And then I'm really unclear about what happens here. It looks like Stacy kind of like hits him and breaks free. But it also very much seems like the tick just lets go because once she's free, he's just standing there. So, like, at first I was like, did he realize it's Arthur? Like, did he let her go? Like, what? I, I, didn't, I don't understand exactly what happened there. But she leaves very quickly. And the tick, like you said, he thinks he failed to save Arthur. He, he thinks he's dead. And Arthur's literally yelling at him while putting his suit on, while the tick is standing there thinking that his friend is dead. And then, yeah, the tick turns around and sees Arthur in his suit and says, it's you, you're alive. Yeah, the tick is being extra tick this week. It is something. So then they're on the rooftop with Batman Will and Capture Liberty. I hope this is a regular thing. I like this rooftop thing they're doing. I do too. I do too. Who doesn't want some wieners on a roof? Everyone. Everyone wants that. So Batman Wells looking at Captain Liberty's magazine. He tosses it aside when she drops in. The Tick is in another shouting altercation with a ne'er-do-well on the street below, as he was earlier. And we learn that Arthur may have patched things up with Stacy because he's seeing her tonight. But at some point, you know, they're describing what happened, uh, or the assumption is that's what they were talking about, and Batman Wells says that it's because he took the suit off, which is true. If he had the suit on when the Tick rushed in, none of that would have happened. I didn't think about that, but you're not wrong. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, if you would, it's because he took the suit off. So I guess also the assumption with that is that Batman well leaves it on during. Full body condom style. It would certainly seem from most of the things that he said that Batman well leaves the suit on constantly. 
permanently 24-7. We have seen him not in the suit once, though. It was the late-night phone call with Janet. Twice. We've seen him not in his suit twice. Oh, yeah, when he got the dog. Yep. But, yeah, it seems like generally he is... He's a never-nude. He's always in the suit. You've got to promise not to tell anyone this. Okay. He's a never-nude. And then a weird ending because, you know, Arthur says he's, you know, taking Stacy out again. And then last line is the tick basically doing the thing he did when they first met her and be like, when are we picking her up? Like, he forgot everything that just happened. And then the episode ends. Yep, this one also has a scene that plays over the end credits, but this one was not an additional scene. It was just an extended cut of the mouth scene. I was low-key when this started, hoping it was bloopers of that scene. But it wasn't. Nope. They're still figuring out what they want to do with the credits. <laughs> yep, just a long cut. That was the episode. The whole thing. Did you like this episode? This was my least favorite so far. What? Absolutely. Why? I had a hard time with this episode. It had too many issues and it, it felt a little disjointed and the tick was not just the dumb tick. Like he felt completely unhinged to me throughout the entire episode. Hmm. It didn't feel like the rest of the episodes, which we've experienced before, but this time it didn't feel like in a good way to me. Weird, I felt the complete opposite. This, in the last episode, this felt like it had the same vibe as last episode, which I said was like my, I really liked, and this felt the same. Like it, it felt well made and for the most part thought out. There was some issues we talked about, but to me, I love this episode. I, again, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, again, they've knocked it out of the park. It's not as like laugh out loud funny as the first two, but this is something I'd want more of compared to how I felt in the first couple episodes. There were rough, very rough edges on the first couple episodes, but I would have gladly taken an entire season that felt like the first two or three episodes. I also very much enjoyed the fourth episode that we both agreed felt different, but in a good way. Uh, but yeah, I felt like this one felt less thought out, less well put together. There were a couple parts of it where I was just like, does what you're saying even make sense? There were a little bit of that for sure. So hmm. this one's ranked the lowest for me so far, and I hope that the next one is, is better and feels more like uh, either episode four or episodes one through three. Well, I disagree. I really liked this episode. I think another reason why I really like this episode is because they're finally giving some solid character development to Captain Liberty and Batman well. They kind of started that last episode. It's always been super deep B stories for them, and I like that they're finally fleshing these characters out, where in the first couple episodes, it felt like these were just weird caricatures. Sure, and you know, I'll, I'll definitely agree that I appreciate the development that's happened with those characters that, you know, hasn't been exclusive to this episode even, but, you know, certainly exists more because we're here now. It, it was just, I don't know, something maybe with the story, something with the writing. It was, mm. I'm hoping it was just episode specific because I've been enjoying very much so far. Part of it too is, I think, approaching this from a podcast standpoint, you know, I think I mentioned to you possibly before we started recording, I felt like I had a hard time taking notes on this episode. I felt like I had a hard time knowing how to write things down. And I ended up actually writing a lot more dialogue just because that's how I needed to reference the exchange that happened. There's nothing super important in the dialogue, but I also don't know a better way to you know, summarize what's happening. It's so interesting, because actually that's the opposite for me. I usually have a billion lines written down, 
and this episode I had mostly generalized ideas of what the scenes were. For the same reason that you're describing. Interesting. My mind worked the opposite way. Very interesting. Where I usually write in quotes, in this one I wrote in generalities. So apparently, if for some reason we feel the need to switch our note-taking style, we know we'll probably be on opposite ends of how we feel about the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently also our minds when are writing these notes are like yin and yang or dick and balls. Just opposites but kneaded together. Yep. Because the balls are the opposite of the dick. <laughs> uh, do we need to have a conversation? Do we need to have the talk? <laughs> I'm really loopy today. <laughs> I don't have any hand puppets, but... I've been sober for five months now and I'm really proud of it. I'm just sleep deprived. <laughs> no! Did you find yourself a wet, sloppy line? I know how you skits like them sloppy. <laughs> I had two possible favorite lines, and I'm going to go ahead and say one of the lines that we skipped over because I want it out there and I want the context with the line, but I've chosen the other one as my favorite. Okay. The first one is... I underestimated the fiendish charm of the wax man, and now Arthur is ensconced in its waxy, wax-like waxiness of her wax. I thought you would like that one. I That was a line where I was like, that's an awesome line. I did like that line a lot. This line came when the tick went to Captain Liberty's apartment to seek Batman well and her help. Just for the rest of the context of the scene, since we kind of skipped over it to when uh, Batman well and Captain Liberty are having the talk, Batman well then asks Captain Liberty for a word, and the tick is in the background saying to himself, waxy, wax, 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 wax. <laughs> but the line from the episode that is my favorite. Wet and sloppy. My wet and sloppy comes from the scene where Arthur is trying to leave for his date and the tick is trying to leave with him, where we had the, it's gonna be a whale of a time, ahoy mateys line, <laughs> right after he malfunctioned in the bathroom. They're leaving and Arthur asks where the tick is off to. And the tick says, well, to pick up Stacy, of course, silly. Then he says, Let's not keep her waiting. She'll only perspire and alarm the neighborhood cats. No. Let's not keep her waiting. She'll only perspire and alarm the neighborhood cats. <laughs> See, I thought that was a good line, but that was before I had the closed captions turned on, and I didn't think to turn them on at that point. That is, yep, that, that's a good one. That's a good insult just for anybody. I... I I think this was my first note in this episode that I have many of them that I said, this just feels unhinged. What the fuck is the tick saying right now? I love it. I literally wouldn't have spent much time on this part of the scene at all if it had not been for this line and the fucking nautical reference. <laughs> I think we're learning more about the tick. I'm developing a backstory for him because we now know he worked on a ship for a while and he knows French. So I think he was at some point either working in France as a boat person or had the dealings with the French, maybe a French pirate. So he could have been in the Caribbean. But I like that we're learning more through context clues. He may be from outer space too. I don't know. True. Grover may be his father. Yeah, there's there's always that possibility. You know, that was a joke, but I wouldn't be surprised if this show made it canon. It's true. As I said earlier, my favorite line was when Arthur's arguing with the Tick about getting some space for doing it. And the Tick says, we're all doing it, chum. That's what we do. We do it. Do what? 
therein lies the mystery. I want this printed on something that I can wear. Absolutely. So this bath water's getting cold, I'm sure for you. I'm still, for safety reasons, just sitting on the edge of it. I haven't drained my bath, so I'm bath adjacent next to this lukewarm pink water. Mm. But let me pull up what the episode description is for season one, episode six of The Tick, The Big Leagues. When the Tick and Arthur are invited to join the Legion of Heroes, Captain Liberty sues the exclusive club for discrimination. That sounds like a great plot for a Tick episode. Does indeed. Last week's had me worried about this episode. Turned out I was wrong because I loved it and you hated it, so I guess it was right for that. But this sounds like it has a lot of potential. Is the Legion of Heroes what the Invincible Man from episode two? The Immortal. The Immortal reference to Captain Liberty. I don't remember, but you might be right about that. It was something like that. It was indeed. I don't remember if he gave a name, but it might be the same thing. We'll see if I do research on that. Probably not, because I'm going to continue my weird nighttime routine and keep being sleep deprived. Of course. Everybody, go take a bath. You deserve it. Life's hard. And we will talk to you then. Till next time. Till next time. Bye.